0: everyone Jacqueline Jensen here and I'm the founder and COO of TicketCake.com we were one of the first companies to relocate to downtown Las Vegas to be part of Zappos CEO Tony Shea's 350 million dollar revitalization of downtown Las Vegas we've been here a bit over a year my team and I and we've really been embraced by the Vegas tech community and loving every minute Um, this will be our third episode of the Young Female Entrepreneur's Vegas Tech Edition and I'll be streaming live the first and third Wednesday of each month and today I'm coming to you live from the Innovation Center and the Innovation Center is a really cool place to come and co-work and meet other startups and our startup oftentimes works out of this space Um, if you have any interest in coming to visit this project and maybe get a free co-working pass for a day send me an email jackie at ticketcake.com or you can also tweet me at jackie m jensen now young female entrepreneurs um, for those of you who don't know is an online platform that connects entrepreneurial women in their twenties and thirties with new people brands and headlines that help them start and grow businesses the mission is to help young women on their path to profitable businesses while building a collective reputation that's philanthropic successful multifaceted and collaborative now I first got introduced to young female entrepreneurs via the founder and um, the live stream host Jennifer Dono at 28 she was featured as a champion of change by the White House for her work with young female entrepreneurs and FASCO in the Change Generation series. We met at a women's leadership conference um, over in Seattle in March and um, she was actually speaking before me at the conference. We became friends and when she brought to me the idea to bring what young female entrepreneurs was doing to the Vegas tech community, I was thrilled to be part of it. So thank you for tuning in. Um, Now today we have an awesome guest with us. Leslie, um, in 2006, founded Hot Skillet Productions, a marketing and public relations agency specializing in all things food, beverage, and music related. Among Hot Skillet's first clients were restaurant industry powerhouses uh, Paul Fleming and Outback Steakhouse. Hot Skillet Productions has grown to become a full service agency, providing digital and traditional marketing. Um, Support to custom um, tailored, that's custom tailored to the food and beverage industry. From brand videos, website design, public relations, logo design, email campaigns, SEO, SEM, and branded social media content, Hot Skillet gets it done for clients on a budget, on time, and on target. Leslie is awesome. Um, Her Twitter handle is at Hot Skillet. And she's become a friend and mentor to me, and I wanted to welcome her to the Young Female Entrepreneurs uh, live stream, so she can talk about Google Analytics with you and how you can use it for your startup. Thanks for joining us, Leslie. Thank you. So Thank my you. first my first question for you is, what does it mean to be a Google Engage agency? Um, HotSkill is a Google Engage agency, and for those who don't know, what does that mean? Uh,
1: Google uh, Engage Agency, is basically it formalizes my relationship with Google. So I do AdWords on behalf of a bunch of my restaurant clients and they provide a support system for me, a person, a live person, not an internet connection, uh, which I'm having trouble with today. Sorry about that, people. Um, They provide uh, ongoing training, regional seminars. Um, just any kind of support that you would need um, that we've traditionally gotten in traditional media um, is now available on Google Engage. So um, it's really been a great resource for me to A, have the endorsement of Google behind me and B, just get that training. Um, we all need training. Things change every day. In fact there was a change to the interface uh, for analytics yesterday I haven't yeah. even caught up with, but um, but I will. Um, So it's just a great resource for me, it's one of the best things I've done, obviously they've taken a great interest in my business and what I do and produced that great video. I didn't pitch for that video, they just saw what I was doing and uh, we spoke at one of our regional conferences and they said, you know, we're really interested in featuring how small businesses like yours um, can really make use of the platform and operate essentially like a bigger business. So, it's,
0: and, it's and you've thing. done those trainings at Google's headquarters, right? What yes. was that experience like?
1: Well, first of all, the food situation there is delightful. <laughs> they feed you all the time. Um, so, any kind of business where it's focused around feeding you anything you want at any time of day, you know, after that, everything's just gravy. Totally. So. So yes, I went to their headquarters mostly to film that video, but also just to meet with some of the, you know, the marketing people that are working on the small business side of AdWords and, um, and, you know, just kind of tell them what I do and, and give them ideas about how they can support us to the fullest. I, you know, I honestly, and I'm not being paid by Google or anything. I honestly didn't have much feedback for them because they're doing more than the average online company is doing. So I, I just, I feel like it's really been a great, great resource for me. And it's at no cost to me. Absolutely no cost. The only, the only investment is your time and your motivation. I mean, you know, however much you want to learn is available for you. So
0: yeah. Well, and, and, and for those of you out there watching, um, I will shoot out a link on Twitter to the, video that Leslie's talking about. Um, We may have been able to show some clips of it, but to see the full thing, I will make sure to tweet it out after this episode so you guys can watch it. It's a really well-done video, and it explains a lot about what Leslie does on a daily basis and um, how she is interacting with the people at Google. So my second question for you, Leslie, is why do you think that startups are intimidated by Google Analytics? I talked to other founders, and Most founders are aware of Google Analytics, but there's a little bit of an intimidation factor there when you go beyond the basics. And why do you think that is?
1: Well, you know, uh, um... When you're starting up a company, there's so much to think about. Where are you going to get your money? Who are, who's going to be part of your company? Who's going to be your mentor? Does the product work? How to make the product work? What's the technology? There's so many things coming at you just at a breakneck pace that it's understandable that just adding another component of data to your sort of everyday, you know, um, agenda Seemed overwhelming, and if you're not familiar with the interface, when you look at you know numbers and bounce rates and you know all this sort of technical jargon, it can seem pretty overwhelming. Um, the good news is it's really not. There are some um, components of analytics that are built in that are pretty sophisticated, and you know I think my, one of the main points I want to make today is not to let that part intimidate you. There's plenty of that interface that I don't know either. And a lot of, um, though Google has provided online training for me, a lot of my analytics knowledge is just um, trial and error and just, you know, doing it intuitively myself and, um, and experimenting and working with my programmers when we're installing the analytics into the database, I mean, into our website, you know, that we're installing them properly. Um, so, I, you know, I think that's why startups kind of feel like you know, why do I need to add another piece of data to my equation and my pushback to that would be is that it's kind of a great validation for what you're doing online, especially if you're an online company or any, you know, any company that has a website, it's, hey, this is who I'm trying to reach and you go into analytics and you can actually really see if, if you're reaching those people. So, um, you know, I, the, I think that, um, like I said, you know, it's just data overload, but, um, but, you know, I'm here today, hopefully, to dispel some of those myths.
0: Very cool. Well, along those same lines, if there were five metrics in Google Analytics that you think every startup should keep tabs on, what would they be?
1: Well, first of all, I would um, I would pay attention um, slide one. Um, I would pay attention to how many people are visit. What's your website traffic? How many people are looking at your site on a daily basis and on a monthly basel- basis? That's just sort of the fundamentals. Um, and actually, it is it is a little bit surprising that people. A lot of people, um, and, and I don't know what the mix is, but you know, anecdotally, probably it's a 50 50 mix of uh, clients and just people that I come across that know what their website traffic is. So know what your traffic is. Know if, if you're getting two visits a day or know if you're getting 79,000 visits a day. Those are very important pieces to know. If you're getting two visits a day, you want to start working on building traffic to your website. If you're getting 79,000 visits a day, you want to kind of understand who those visitors are, how they're interacting with your site, um, and you know, and what they're doing when they get there. Um, part of the visits and sort of the overview um, of, of the website traffic is uh, a couple other key metrics within that. One of them is a bounce rate. And a bounce rate is something that is, is a one-page visit. So, um, so it's somebody ha- who has landed on your website through a, a search or has gone directly and exited off the same page. So you know um, I have a question coming up in a little bit about about bounce rate and zero time on site and there's some important things to know about bounce rate. Um, but you know typically obviously you want a low bounce rate and that bounce rate is calculated as a percentage. So it's the percentage of people that visit your website that leave after just one page visit. so and, and Leslie yeah, just
0: to jump in a question that I had when I was learning about bounce rate, well, what if it's a blog post and they want to go to get the information and they they leave after that I, is there more to the bounce rate calculation
1: yes there is and i'm glad you asked that that was a question that was coming up so you trumped me a little bit let's go over that now because that's an important thing to know so when you if you have a blog page and someone lands on your site and spends two and a half minutes reading your page and all of your information is on your home page if they exit off the homepage and take no other action like they don't click on a sub page or any other page on the website you get absolutely no credit and this is a fall down on google's part but i'm going to tell you about a fix um, you get absolutely no credit for that visit so it'll say zero we had a question from a uh... uh from one of the twitter sphere um, about this very thing like i've got twenty visits and i've got zero time on site and i took a look at her site and um, she's got a lot of information on her homepage. Um, you know, probably as much information as you're gonna need if you're gonna go explore her brand. And um, so chances are she's getting credit for the visit, um, but hundred percent bounce rate because they're not doing any action after they're looking on her site. So what happens is when you land on your homepage, this the clock starts running, but Google doesn't timestamp it until you take another action. So until you go to a second page, that's when the clock. So if I'm spending two minutes and 30 seconds on the home page, and I click to another page, that's when I will get my credit for two, se- two minutes and 30 seconds. Now, if I only spend, um, uh, if I spend five minutes on the second page and leave Hi,
0: Jen. So it looks like we lost our connection with Leslie, but I'm gonna show you the video from her um, Google agency ad that she did. Um, It wasn't really an ad, actually. It was more just like a promotion of what her company does through the eyes of a Google ad agency. So I want you guys to watch that. You'll love it. Enjoy. My
1: name is Leslie and I am founder and president and chief bottle washer for Hot Skillet Productions. Most of my clients, because it's the restaurant industry, don't have e-commerce sites. So how do you track conversions? And how do you make those decisions about conversions that don't have an actual dollar value attached to them? The Engage training event in San Francisco was a perfect place to meet with like-minded agencies and share stories. The questions we were asking of the seminar leaders were questions that our clients would ask us. Sometimes you learn something, you think, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm just now learning." I mean, it was so obvious, you know. Um, and then you, you know, you feel kind of like a knucklehead, and then you look around and realize, "Oh, you're not alone." Like everybody, you know, was kind of nodding their head, like, "Oh yeah." Engage formalizes my relationship with Google a little, a little bit more. They can kind of see what I'm doing now and kind of understand and provide me a more customized, you know, sort of set of tools. I have such a passion for the restaurant industry because, well, I'm Italian and I love to eat and I just love the community. They know that I can help them grow their business. I can take care of all the things they don't want to you know, think about. While they're serving the guests, I worry about all the other stuff. That makes you look like a hero to your clients.
0: Hi, everyone. Jacqueline Jensen here, and it looks like we lost our connection with Leslie. She's the best, so feel free to tweet her at hot skillet. Any questions you have about Google Analytics. I'm going to go over a bit of her slides, right now on air and so you can see what she was going to talk about without all the commentary so I'm sure she would have a lot to add but then we'll also put these slides on youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com so you can take a look and it's great she put together screenshots and so you can see exactly the metrics that she's talking about and this is in response to what five startup metrics should startups be looking at in their Google Analytics that they may be missing Um, Yeah, and we might, we have Leslie back. Okay, so we're actually gonna wait till we grab Leslie back. Leslie, you're back. I'm back. Perfect, okay, so we were talking about bounce rate, which was um, actually jumping ahead a bit, so I'm sorry about that, to a question from Michelle, um, Mojo Handybags. she asked it on Twitter. So hopefully that answers your question, Michelle. Um, Another question I had just quickly, um, what is the difference or can you just define visits page views and unique visitors Cause sometimes those can get a little confusing if you've never looked at Google Analytics
1: yeah definitely I'm glad you asked that question and let's pray to the internet gods that I stay online it's I feel like I'm I have a 1990s connection right now so um, uh, visits, overall visits. So um, there's overall visits and unique visits. Overall visits is how many times people have come to your website. Unique visits is the first time somebody has come to your website. So really, when we as marketers try to measure our success, we um, we really kind of go after uniques because you're trying to build your audience and reach new people. So. The uniques are people that have not been to your site before. The total number is the combination of, of it all, the number of people that haven't been to your site and the number of people that have been to your site multiple times or you know, one time, two times, more than. So it's the aggregate of, of that all. Was there a third uh, Page views. Oh, page views. Yeah. Um, page views uh, are, is the number of pages uh, that people visit when they visit your site. So. Um, if they only visit one page, your bounce rate is going to be pretty high. If they, uh, so you're looking for two and above. Um, and, um, you know, obviously if you have a lot of content on your site, you want people to visit, um, as many pages as possible because that shows interest in your brand and they're learning about your brand. So, um, you know, I, I think like four page views and up is a great metric to shoot for it, but it also, it's just very dependent on what your business is and, and what kind of content you have. Okay.
0: Cool. Do you want to go to the next slide?
1: Sure. Let me uh, just do. With uh, your face
0: traffic days. Yeah. and Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I was just saying it was interesting. But I'll let oh, you yeah. know how interesting it is.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is probably most interesting. Well, it's interesting for a lot of ways. Um, generally speaking, you know, I work in the restaurant segment. Um, Fridays are a big day for us. That's usually our highest traffic days. Uh, our, our, you know, people are you know ready to go out and have a margarita like i'm going to be after this internet connection um thing um but they want to but but it's it's in, it's interesting to know if you're planning on sending out a message that you want new people to uh see or want want the broadest audience possible so if you know on friday your internet traffic spikes double then, if you have an important announcement, that's the best way to get it to the broadest group of people is to um, is to broadcast that message on your website. It's a press release. It's a new product. It's a new menu item. Um, is to post that on a Friday. Um, and it's also just interesting to see how you know just part of sort of the whole overall be- o- online behavioral you know statistics that are just interesting about your company. You know, if you sell shoes why does everybody buy shoes on Wednesday? Maybe you have a sale on Wednesday and everything goes on the market on Wednesday and so that's why they're visiting your your site more on a Wednesday than they are any other day of the week.
0: Great, so. And, so, and so our production's on the same page. Um, now we are on referral traffic. So um, we're talking about knowing who's sending you the most traffic and so you can make the best decisions. And Leslie, I'll let you jump into that one.
1: Yeah, so referral traffic is actually one of my favorite metrics. Um, it I actually just used it in a meeting today in San Francisco with one of my clients. Um, it, it tells you where your traffic is coming from that is not direct traffic or traffic through search. So if you're, um if like for instance the restaurant industry, our biggest our biggest refer if you know what you're doing is Yelp. Um, You know, Yelp, 86% of people and up um, consult Yelp before they make a restaurant decision. So I want to know, yeah, so you want to know what kind of volume you're getting from these websites. If you're making advertising decisions like, you know, maybe an enhanced Yelp listing or an Urban Spoon enhanced listing or advertising, then you, um, then that really kind of validates that you're getting, you know, that's a good audience for you because they're finding you on Yelp and they're going to learn more information from you from Yelp. So, um, and then, yeah, and, and, you know, you'll find all kinds of strange, you know, kinds of strange and interesting things if you dig through your, so I suggest, you know, really pay attention to your top 10, um, referring sites and see how you might, um, be able to boost some of that traffic from those as like a partnership site. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like I said, Yelp, you can expand your services and then, you know, it's just kind of an interesting way to kind of see, you know, maybe somebody wrote a blog post about you and thinks you're fabulous, but it didn't show up in your Google alerts, and you can see that you're getting a lot of traffic from, you know, yeah. uh, you know, tasteofcookies.com.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so the next slide talks about drilling down to secondary dimensions on referral traffic when you're ready to learn more. So can you speak to that a bit, Leslie?
1: Yeah, so when you're looking at your referral, and and this is a little advanced and probably a little bit uh, abstract to talk about, but um, there is a secondary dimension. So if you go and you open up and drill down into Yelp, for instance, and you want to know another dimension, like where, where, where in the country are people coming from when they click through Yelp and onto my site? And so you can enable a secondary dimension that's at the top of your toolbar. Um, that says, and it says secondary dimension, and it gives you, um, it gives you the, uh, hang on, let me just pull that up. It gives you the, like, options, visitors, um, the type of visitors, the source, uh, meaning where that traffic came from. We already know it's Yelp, so we don't really need that. Um, but it's kind of interesting to see in this example that, that's on the slide, you know, uh, most of uh, the traffic from Yelp is coming from the Los Angeles market. So you can kind of start to segment down and really drill down on, um, on information that's top-level. You know, get down. They only have a secondary dimension that I know of. Um, in the new interface, I didn't hear of any updates. I would love to have, like, a third dimension. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a song from the 80s, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I find it really useful and fascinating just to kind of help understand too. Just one more level of information for marketers or a company to understand where their traffic's coming from.
0: Well, and for startups, like something that we do um, for a lot of these reports, you can also add the e-commerce information, yes. so you can see how much business on your online site is coming from certain areas. Or, yes I mean, there, it's just it's endless. You could really dive in all day long. Um, but I love doing that e-commerce portion too. Um, so the next slide talks about checking intelligence events um, overview for the site well-being. Yes,
1: um, I don't feel like this uh, this metric is used enough, or this tool is used enough, and I use it um, to really diagnose that there's a problem my webs on my website. So the red bars indicate something that's, that's, you know, that is alert and then not necessarily a good thing. Um, and if you're looking at that slide, slide five, no, slide six, um, then you will see that we've got some red bars and then we've got a green bar. And it'll tell you what it does, what, what analytics is doing is it's traveling down the road, you know, kind of getting used to your pattern of business. And when something seems different, like a huge spike in a landing page, um, from you know uh, from Yelp or from the San Francisco Chronicle, then um, and all of a sudden your traffic you know you're, if you're used to your traffic being 2,000 visits a day and your traffic goes up to 6,000 visits a day, that'll get recorded in your uh, in your events overview, and you can also set up an alert to have Google send you an email if something really becomes out of whack. Now in that case, if all of a sudden you see a link from the San Francisco Chronicle and your visits go up for, you know, 4,000 a day, and it turns out that you have maybe a review or a blogger or somebody within the San Francisco Chronicle website that's talking about you and linking to you and people are taking an action and going to your site. So it could be good, it could be bad. I like to think of it as good if San Francisco Chronicle is sending you 4,000 visits. Yeah. um and so you know that's really a great way to find that out or if you have a page that's down you know if your menu page and you're a restaurant it'll say your visits to your menu page we expect you to have 2,000 today and you have zero Well that tells you that your page is there's probably something wrong with your your actual website page and you better get in there and get it worked out I mean and the other caveat to that and this is not really necessarily related to analytics but I always tell clients and everybody, Always look at your web, as much as you can, go on your website and look at it and make sure it's working and use all your browsers, use, um, uh, use Safari, use Mozilla, use um, Chrome, use all the browsers render things differently. So if you just, you know, just do a quick check, just a quick run through of all your pages on your website and all your browsers just to make every, sure everybody's grooving, you're, it, it's, a, it's a good practice.
0: Cool, and I'm gonna jump over to the chat room really quick and just fill you in on what people are saying. Um, Ledge Dancer on um, Twitter is saying, Hot Skillet is the queen of Google for business. Can't wait to learn more. And at Jane Carlson is saying, at Hot Skillet, can't wait to hear your advice today. So hopefully you guys are hearing some awesome things. Um, We also have the Innovation Center on the stream, which is the facility I'm at right now streaming live. Um, saying that it's a great podcast and a great Yay. live stream, so that's exciting. Uh, we'll jump to the next slide. And this is one I've geeked out on quite a bit, um, our team at Ticketcake. So it's understanding mobile traffic yes. and the divide.
1: Yes, 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 yes. I was read the best quote yesterday and I'm probably not going to do it justice, but essentially, you know, we've all as marketers been saying, oh well you know the web is going to go mobile well hello people it is mobile we are mobile now um, this is we're in the moment so an incredibly staggering number of people do not have mobile optimized sites if you've you know if you've tried you know, up until, you know, a couple weeks ago to Huffington Post and to scroll through, you know, a slideshow there, it's virtually impossible to do it from a mobile device. And so if you don't have a mobile program going, go to your website analytics and understand how many people are looking at your website in a very, uh, uh, dysfunctional way. So you, when you go to traffic type and your audience, there is a section called mobile, um, and it breaks down for you and it, it does it on the screen, how what kind of devices people are connecting to your website on if they're on a desktop if they're on a on a mobile device or and now they've they've broken out tablet historically speaking tablets rolled into mobile and it is considered mobile um it's kind of obviously a little bit of a hybrid but know your mobile traffic people if anything you know know how many people so if you don't have a mobile optimized site and fifty percent of your web traffic is mobile then you are compromising fifty percent of your customer base's experience, and therefore probably turning them off. Now, right now, it's so widespread the fact that mobile is, um, you know, is really not optimized, uh, you know, as a standard across the web that, you know, you just look like one of the others. But think about how awesome you can be if you have this stellar mobile experience and you're rocking it faster than anybody else in the industry. I mean, there's big daddy companies that do not have their mobile act together, and it's that either tells me they're not looking at the data, or they don't understand the data. And it's right here, it tells you exactly what it is. 50% mobile, 50% desktop. You know, 46,000 people are coming from mobile, 46,000 people are coming from desktop. I mean, hello, people. Um, and, you know, 60%, it's, you know, the projections are it for it to be more than, more, it's going to be the majority. And in um, and, and most of my clients, I'm seeing that to be the case.
0: Great, that is great. This is why I love Leslie. Tells it to you and I just love it. Uh, So the next slide, uh, we have two more left. The first is about keywords are your friend.
1: Yes. Um, If you are a company that is really dependent on your marketing um, and being discovered through the internet, keywords are your friend. If you want to enter in the best digital marketing agency into Google and have hot scale productions come up, then you really better. Understand that that's what's happening out there in the mobile. I mean, in the mobile, in the in the internet universe. So um, you know, on mine here, I, I gave you a snippet of mine. Um, the first, the first uh, number is undefined. That means it's either Java.
0: Okay, so it looks like we lost Leslie, but luckily we are on to the last slide, which is one that I love so much. It's real time analytics. I've seen people even tweet out how many visitors are on their site. Shout out to at Wedgies. Love them. Um, but it's really fun to see how many people are on your site, where they came from, where they're going, um, how they got there. And so real time analytics, if you have not checked it out as, um, a young female entrepreneur is definitely something to take a look at in your Google analytics. So with that. I'm gonna close up the episode. Um, We have our next episode on Wednesday, August 7th. It's at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And my guest is Sarah Evans. She's one of my favorite people in Las Vegas. Her Twitter handle is at PR Sarah Evans and she will be sharing tons of stuff with us Um, about how startups can get press, and about her life, and what she's up to, and I can't wait to have her on. So, thank you for joining me today, and uh, I'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.